says the amount of cocaine quadrupled. Like he's like, you would be surprised how often a steward on a cruise ship just has a bag of cocaine in their pocket. Nice. Like, <laughs> well, you're stopping at all those wonderful places where you can get it. So, well, and also you gotta be on, you gotta be alert for like twenty, like you know, like you know, you might be on d- duty for like eighteen hours. So you gotta take a little bump every now and then. To- Billy Mays. <laughs> Speaking of cocaine, bitches out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> bitches out. Yeah. Speaking of drugs and the danger that it poses to society, we're talking about Robocop today. <laughs> I just figured we'd get right into it. Yeah, I like that. It's episode 85, so we're going to we'll skip the guessing game because Justin was going to get it right because I, I think you knew. It's been like two, three weeks. There's no way I knew. <laughs> I had faith in you. Anyway. Robocop, the original, not to... Have you guys all seen the remake or... Unfortunately, yeah. No. Okay, Justin hasn't seen the remake. It's horrible. not going to talk about Porgs before this. Huh? not going to talk about Porgs before this. Porgs? Porgs? No, never mind. All right, Robocop. Oh, the Star Wars creatures. Yes. It, is oh, that uh, Glumon Duptu's planet they're on? Or is it... I'd rather talk about Robocop. Morgak Jackson. I can't... I, too many characters with too many good backstories. It's just too rich for me. All right. Download Porg movie. Look forward to it. <laughs> as long as it's better than Minions. Anyway, Robocop. <laughs> Paul Verhoeven's uh, one of his best movies, definitely. One of his most hilarious movies. The remake any good, actually? Or? No. No? Mm-hmm. No. Awful. So it's, it's is like, it like is it's it, okay. It's... Okay, compared to, uh, what was that one movie on Mars with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Total Recall? Total Recall. Total Recall. That remake. It's better than oh. the it's better than the Total Recall. It's better than the Total remake. Recall remake because okay. they keep the basic story of a cop who gets fucked up and turned into a RoboCop. Okay. Except, yeah. There's no, you know, fucking what's his name? Irishman there, Colin McGregor? No, wait, that's not, not the dude who Colin, Colin Farrell. Yeah. Colin Farrell, yeah, going on a giant elevator Clyde to work Cash. on robots. <laughs> yeah, Clyde Cash. <laughs> it's okay, so in terms of like remakes based on 80s properties it goes dread robocop total recall like are you total talking about going down to worse and worse yeah sorry you Bur- forgot ghostbusters at the end i don't, I don't whoa ghostbusters is at the top so but dread, like i actually really like dread <laughs> yeah dread and then there's awesome. like this huge drop off oh, yeah. between dread and robocop for 2014 for those who have seen dread it's the same distance that the car- that the the first villain falls from the rooftop to the floor. That's how much of a difference there is between two hundred stories. Yeah, of, <laughs> of story. Yeah, yeah. So RoboCop. RoboCop. Is this your first time seeing RoboCop, Justin? Uh no, but it has been a long, long time. How did you like all of the over-the-top violence? I loved it. Okay. Like it's it sort of like blurs the line between comedy and action, which is great. Did you guys appreciate the violence upon, like, the... I'm, I know from Grant and myself, Matt, I'm assuming this is not your first time seeing it. Oh, God, no. I've, <laughs> I, I, I've seen RoboCop so many times that when I actually turned it on on uh, Thursday, whenever you texted me, was it Thursday or Friday, uh, I got about halfway through and I realized I could just stop now because I know exactly everything that's going to happen from this point forward because I've seen it just... Okay, so, yeah, I've seen it so many times, but the other thing is I also get one and two confused sometimes. Like, I sometimes think the kid gangster is in the first one, 
And he's, he's the little kid who's also in a Star Trek episode. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I just always remember the scene where he cuts open the guy's chest with a pen knife, and that freaked me out as a kid. My parents didn't listen to the MPAA when they rated movies, so I got to see all these. Some guy getting shot, like, by a robot. And that was his fine. Chest explodes. I, yeah, that was, that, I was like, that's cool. But okay. the kid cut open a guy's chest with a pen knife. I'm like, oh, too that's far. What's <laughs> unique about this movie for me is that Usually when there's movie violence, I like laughing at it anyway, whether or not it's intended to be serious. But in this case, it's really okay to laugh at it because the movie is just one gigantic satire anyway. So yeah. it's, you're just supposed to laugh at the over-the-top violence. So the, like the ED-209 shooting the guy on the table for like 30 seconds after he's already dead and all the blood squibs like exploding <laughs> is, you know, it's... And it's everyone okay in the room is like, oh, I'm, I'm disappointed in, like, your, Dick, your demo. I'm very disappointed in you. He's like, oh, it's just a glitch. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, the failed prototypes. Or that's, that's in 2. See, I always... Right, in 2. No, that's, like, in 2, they, um... What is that? The failed prototypes, like, they all commit suicide yeah. or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, one, the one kills itself. They shoot the guy, the scientist guy, yeah. in the arm, and then like in the very next clip, he's like there with a bandage arm, like like he had to come in the next day or something, or like they caught him at gunpoint. <laughs> yeah, it's it, RoboCop. That whole, that one and two are just are, are just a okay. I mean, they're great. They're great. What I'm saying, three is a okay. <laughs> Wait, there's a third one or yeah. remake? Yeah, don't watch. There, don't, don't watch the third one. It doesn't have the original cast. It doesn't have. It's PG thirteen, like the yeah. like, like the oh, remake. God. It's really self referential in a a bad way. Like they're like, hey, remember this from the first RoboCop that was actually good? It's in this movie. That's like the ED. Yeah, yeah, that's thing. actually in the, like the first couple scenes in the movie. <laughs> Some little girl reprograms the the ED two hundred nine to like you know protect her or something. You know, combining all the things that we've said we hate about movies, like you know, annoying kids with. Bloodless violence. Mm. Annoying kids are the yeah. best part of movies, though, because they just keep casting them. There must hey, be something we're missing ki- about it. Wait, wasn't there an annoying killing aliens? Yeah, it's the girl. she's she's not annoying though. Yeah, damn. You know, you know who? There's exceptions to the rule. Those damn kids in the stadium into Transformers. Right, remember when they come in and go like, "What's this doing here?" Well, that's know? the opposite of the spectrum from aliens in RoboCop. Yeah. Or, yeah, oh. this is like it's on the same side as RoboCop. Well, yeah, RoboCop is not a toy commercial. That's it, it sold toys. It, I remember. I'm guessing I have, not very many toys, though. I never like RoboCop doesn't seem to have ever like busted into like children's pop culture as much as a lot of other things. Like I never like really in the '90s like never saw like a lot of RoboCop toys. Or, wasn't there a RoboCop cartoon? There was, and yeah. that's like, but it no, I don't think it was ever really that popular. No, it was kind of shitty, as I recall. Uh, you go back to the toys. I had mo- I had RoboCop toys. I had the four Taurus and the little action figure where his gun would pop out of his thigh. Like I had a, I had a twelve inch, like I had a full like GI Joe size RoboCop, and I had a small six inch figure that like fit the four Taurus. Like, yeah, there were RoboCop toys, and they were awesome. <laughs> I'm guessing they just didn't sell like no, extremely sell well. Or- like I, I think I remember correctly, I got these at like I think my dad picked them up at like a thrift store for me or something like that. <laughs> like and they were still new. <laughs> yeah, like the toy liquidation place. Yeah, it's like, like the Dollarama. Please you buy know. <laughs> RoboCop toys. And so, for anybody who hasn't seen the movie, which you haven't seen it, fuck you. I mean, it's if you've only seen the 2014 one. I want you to yeah. get a plastic bag and hold it over your head for at least ten minutes. 
They yeah. put holes in the bottom of the grocery bags now so you can't suffocate yourself as easily. Take a garbage bag. I thought this was America. I thought we could kill ourselves no matter what. <laughs> Plenty of other ways to kill yourself. Yeah, just... Unless you have a feeding tube, man. <laughs> you can't. So <laughs> Seriously, though, if you only seen the RoboCop 2014, watch the original because it's a yeah. lot better. So, But the basic premise is the same. Guy gets... Police officer guy gets blown to bits. And Hilariously. Ripped off. Uh, Hilarious. Evil yeah. company takes his mangled corpse and turns him into a product, basically, that is meant to enforce crime... Uh, <laughs> Because they want to build this like new thing called Delta City on the ruins of Detroit, which is like a crime-infested ghetto now. Which is actually a crime-infested ghetto because the company actually backdoor funds the criminals. It's like Dick Jones basically owns Boddicker and his gang of guys, and they work for him. So, and he's like, they're like the biggest drug uh, people in town. Well, sure though. Why wouldn't you make it as bad as possible? To right, Delta City. So it's like the. The company's like doing this full circle, full loop thing with their business model here. It's like they're we're providing the crime and the solution to it. See, it's until, you integrated. <laughs> until you mentioned the actual movie characters and not someone like, you know, Kwame Kilpatrick, I thought you were actually talking about the physical Detroit. Up until you were like, That's like name the character. Seriously, like, though, <laughs> if if like I was thinking about it because this like fortuitously this movie was on TV the other night, like mm-hmm. on IFC, so I just watched it because I knew we were gonna talk about it and it's Really freaky how prescient it was yep. about how things have turned out today. Not like in terms of like the technology we have. They predicted like DVDs and stuff, but not, you know, iPads or anything. But Detroit is like a fucking smoking ruin right now. And there are actually people right now trying to gentrify Detroit by building like their their version of the Delta City there. Oh, making it, it into yeah, like a startup town or something like that. It's crazy that, like, uh, I, I remember, Anthony, I think it was the Anthony Bourdain episode, he goes to Detroit, this is, like, three years ago, so it's even when it was worse condition, and he's, like, having, like, $12 hipster tacos, like, out of a rubble of a former movie theater, and they're like, this is, like, the new future of Detroit, and I'm like, it looks like Robocop, like, it looks just like, like there's a Ford Taurus behind him, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, it did, like, it looked, like, hmm, they weren't too far off, and... They, I think, I don't know, like, I don't know if they got the corporation thing all the way correct, but... We haven't had time to see yet, really. But it's like, in back then, they did, like, the caricature of, like, the typical, like, 80s mega corporation that was, like, overtly evil. Whereas in the 2014 one, I saw it as, like, it's the Silicon Valley guys who create RoboCop... And mm-hmm. they're just too arrogant to realize that they're doing the wrong thing. Well, they're now the evil ones. Right. There's no more three-piece suit, gray-haired guys <clears throat> in their office. It's right. evil Silicon Valley guys in it, sweatbands. It's not guys who are going to store toxic waste in like the middle of the city just so it can explode on some random people like in the original RoboCop. And turn them yeah. into hilarious mutants who yeah. explode. Like, <laughs> explode at like, the slightest like you know <laughs> bump. That's the funniest, one of the funniest scenes in the movie where, like, the, he's, like, running out onto the road and, like, uh, Red Foreman just hits him and splatters. He's, like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, it took me, like, half a minute to, to like, figure window out that wipers. was red. <laughs> I was, like, <laughs> familiar shit. His window wipers are just trying to get off all, like, the bits of the guy. And so it's, like, ah, fuck. <laughs> yeah, this makes, this movie makes that 70s show, like, a hundred times better. It right. It proves it. Massively, if you think that's actually like 
when he comes in. Alternate universe, like Ed Foreman. Boddicker's home life, like, comes home to his hippie loser son. See, I kind of, like, I wish that this was set previous to the 70s, like, pre-70s, because then it would be like, this is all the stories Red told of him, oh. like, in war was actually just him fighting RoboCop. But now that it's, like, after the 70s, like, I'm thinking it's more like this is, he, he finally snapped because of Eric's shenanigans and is like, screw it, I'm going to Detroit and becoming a crime lord because that's what you do in, you know. In... That's what just I love about this movie, though, is it's just, like, everything's over the top but in a really believable way that works in, like, the context, the universe of the movie because... Like the 2014 one, I know they had a scene where they're like in, um, it's it's just, it's completely dark and they just show a bunch of gunshots going off and it's like RoboCop's um, infrared vision as he's taking out the criminals and stuff. And I don't know, it just seemed very, it was like all very too slick. And the violence in there was, of course, like PG-13 violence. And in this one, it's like, oh, okay. Much like Starship Troopers... He's trying to get across a message where instead of like a fascist society that's been brainwashed into fighting space bugs that probably didn't really attack them, it's a society that's been brainwashed by corporations to think that they can't govern themselves, so they have to outsource everything to the to the company, like their police force and every and their crappy sitcoms they watch and then are addicted to. Yeah, but I mean, it was also like a parody <laughs> on like all the like '80s business guy type stereotypes. In movies at the time. Yeah, it's just like willing to do anything for a buck. Mm-hmm. Will like also just like the the I, I get it, like the blatant consumerism thing, like they're turning people into products, actually. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a man anymore. It's a the Robocop is a product. Yeah. Which again is kind of prescient. So anybody uses Facebook today, you're you're kind of the product. So I don't use it enough. You're the product, Justin. Okay, I'm the yeah. product. Yeah. Wishes me a happy birthday. I log on and it feeds me ads. Right. I get a dime for that. Okay. Right. I'd buy Justin for a dollar. Thank you, Clark. Get it? No, I don't. I'd buy that for a dollar. The, the shitty sitcom yeah. that everybody thinks is funny. The non sequitur that's in the sitcom clip that's oh. in the cop. <laughs> that the guy's watching the convenience store. Just, don't you want a 9,000 SUX? I would like a 9,000 SUX. <laughs> it looks like a pretty cool car. That's that's probably the most blatant thing, though, with the over-the-top stuff. Like They all get those giant fucking guns at the end of the movie, and yet they still can't. They still can't take out a slow-moving cyborg. <laughs> it, that's actually the sad, like I feel like that's the saddest part of the movie because you feel I always feel bad for the villains. It's like you have everything at your disposal to take out this slow-moving, like, large oak tree of a human. And yet he's just going around going, you know, bang, 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 bang. And he's just getting everybody with not even, like... What I never understood was, so, like, main characters can get shot, like, in the arms, in the legs, in the chest, and they can, you know, still be breathing. But, like, the bad dude gets shot in, like, like, henchman number three gets shot in the shoulder... And he's like, oh, I'm dead. And like just spins he got and shot falls extra off. hard. Does he? Right. Okay. Because Robocop's gun fires three shots and they're like armor piercing rounds. And Okay. 
I, the part where, you know, you remember the part where um, the guy has the woman, he's like mugging the woman and he says oh. like, stop right there. And he shoots her through the legs mm-hmm. and it like hits the guy in the balls. There's yeah. like a weird remake <laughs> online of that scene where like it's like really extended and he shoots like 12 guys dicks off. It's really strange. That's all I'll say about that. It's out there if you want to find it. I just the one thing about Anime? the 2014 it's... one that was good was the uh, concept of his robotics being upgraded to the point where he could just shoot anything like he would just automatically auto aim. Yeah, all the tech stuff in the 2014 movie is kind of cool. Like the fact that he can just, um, he's got access to a database so that like anybody in a crowd, like his program can kind of pick them out and really tell you if they're like wanted for anything or they've how many crimes they've committed or something like that. Yeah, that's the only like upside to that remake is the fact that it has, it, he's upgraded. But, but it just makes the original so much more, uh, more of a classic, though, because you realize how uh, little technology Robocop has in him for a man who is 99% robot. <laughs> well, I mean, it was more like, I guess there wasn't a vision of like a super connected world at you know, Grand, the time it yeah. was made because they were like, oh, well, Robocop has to walk back to the police station and, you know, scan, you know, the server room, which, you know, has a computer the size of, you know, one floor of the police station and he has the same technology of accessing data that R two D two does. Just shove a metal spike into yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> doubles as a weapon to yeah. kill Red Foreman with. Which part I, weapon? Part USB stick. Yes. Yeah, which I, I I've used enough flash drives in my lifetime to know that that flat USB is not going to be a weapon of any kind. So I. Feel well, they make those like USB shaped as certain things, so you could get one shaped as like a knife or pepper spray, probably. I already have enough trouble getting around this beard. I shouldn't really have a USB. Pepper spray. Okay. Like, you want to copy my resume? Nope. In case <laughs> like, somebody wants to steal your sensitive data yeah. that you carry around with you all the time. My season nine complete of Doctor Who episodes I haven't watched yet. Right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, you have like a raincoat made out of the DVDs or something? No, I actually on my flash drive on my keychain, which is right here on the table, oh. I have season nine of Doctor. My friend so gave you... me season nine of Doctor Who, like maybe when it came out. So no I've just been carrying it around for no reason. Emergency yeah. Who. <laughs> But then, okay. you know, also that that is good because they keep it simple in the original RoboCop. Like, it's a story about a guy, who a police officer who gets turned into a robot. A, it's a story about a robot cop. It's a RoboCop. Right, a robot police officer. <laughs> they, don't, they don't take that too seriously. So there's no stupid subplot with, like, they didn't make a stupid subplot with him and his family. Like, it's really just one scene where he's, like, regaining his memories or whatever at the, the house that's been sold. I do love that house scene though, because yeah. it really shows it, it is the like most '80s equivalent of what future real estate would be—a robo realtor who just is this block of metal of a screen. But that's something I hated <laughs> about the 2014 one is that they tried to shoehorn some stupid plot with like his wife and kid in there, and the wife and kid are useless, so it doesn't really add anything to the movie. And I don't know in the in this one, it's like he starts out as completely a machine. And he has to like get his humanity back. And then in the 2014 one, if I remember it right, uh, he starts out remembering everything. Like he's still Alex Murphy. And mm-hmm. then they gradually like try to take away his individuality, like with programming throughout the movie, to make him like a better product, a better police enforcer. Which didn't didn't work with him having a family still. So. <laughs> 
Oh, he actually kept his family in the remake? Yeah, it was like his wife, I think, gives them the consent for okay, them to turn him into RoboCop because they're like, oh, yeah, he's probably going to die anyway, so you should just let us do this because he has like fourth degree burns and, you know, like stupid. Okay. he'll be in a fucking wheelchair. And she, she's like, oh, God. Okay. Yeah, and they, and they even pull it off like they take him into an actual hospital. So they set it up as if they're going to try to save him in the, port, in the new one. And I don't know, yeah, it's too, too much shoehorning of a story. It should just be straight to the RoboCop. Straight to him shooting people. Yeah. That's what the whole, I mean, the movie begins, I mean, the whole idea for the RoboCop program is because ED-209 murders the guy, right? Like, you know, what else do we have on the drawing board here? Mm-hmm. Right, and the whole reason, that this is another thing I love the, the critique in this, is that the whole reason they're building the ED-209 is to replace the cops because the cops can't handle all, like, the criminals in the city that... Ronnie Cox, Dick Jones at OCP is funding to create the problem so he can use the police department as like the test, the beta test for his robot so he can sell it to the military after that. It's so evil. Yeah. It's, it's, just, it's just good almost. At that right. Point. It's, well, it's just so, again, like such over the top satire about like the 80s society, I guess. And I didn't really get that sense with the 2014 one, like the Samuel L. Jackson, like uh, he was like the host of the TV, like the O'Reilly Factor program. Is that what it was? Oh, I totally forgot that. Yeah, so and <laughs> it was a little like more hitting you on the head with it versus this one where it's like just like they have a news um, clip just like randomly telling you that the, like the Star Wars program like accidentally killed like the president or something. Yeah, like two, three former presidents. <laughs> yeah. you know, just like casual, like, oh, yeah, right. sad day for the country. Right. Moving on to this, new, like, advertisement. Right. Like, back to, back to like, you know, I'll buy that for a dollar or whatever. <laughs> hey, would you like to know more? Know more what? <laughs> Starship Star Troopers. Troopers. Oh. Nice. Yeah. One I of did. the things Paul Verhoeven does well. It's like the fake commercials or the fake media for building his little world. Oh, I love it. It's so great. The oh, little kid. I'm, I'm doing my part. I'm, I'm actually that ignorant. Did he make both these movies? Or? Yeah, he did yeah. make okay. Star Trek Troopers as well. Cool. All the kids stomping the bugs or the execution live, all channels. I love how he touches on like different forms of corrupt government. It's like, this is the capitalistic corruption, you know, late-stage capitalism or whatever. And... Starship Troopers is fascism. Um, I'm guessing 2012 is in the world believers or something. <laughs> was that with that Paul Van Hoven? Maybe? I don't know. I, I, I honestly can't. After Starship Troopers, I kind of blank out on what he made after that. Well, I just, I always, you know, it's like a different kind of fascism. Like, you give him, like, military fascism and Starship Troopers, and then, like, a corporate fascism in this one. Like, oh, yeah, people are just. Yeah, this is capitalist. Condition. Yeah, this is right. capitalistic fa- fascism, and then Starship Troopers more of a Mussolini esque, like right. you know, pompous military grandeur. Like, or you know, people are just so conditioned to like, oh, you know, I guess like nothing's going to get better, so we just got to let OCP take over the city or whatever, and you know, build their nice new shiny thing, build mm-hmm. the city, because that's the only way things are going to get better. Because I buy all my products and life stuff from OCP. That's all I know. <laughs> Who says Delta City wouldn't be great, though? So Delta City are just going to, like, what, roll over Detroit and build on top of it? Pretty much. And what's so great is they kind of, they never tell you exactly how they're going to do it. It's always off in a distance, but 
a reachable distance. I think in the movie they mentioned it, it's there's two yeah, months. Or there's billboards like. that say like Delta City coming soon, and that's kind of all we hear about. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah like, they, the billboards seem to be in the neighborhoods that are going to get replaced. Yeah, that's the idea I'm getting. And, but they keep they keep mentioning how close it is to Delta City, but it's never like a set time. You but know? it looks very nice. It looks like a nice place, much better than the bombed out crack buildings that are, you know. Future Detroit or yeah, but those bomb out crack buildings have like (laughs) you you pay like three dollars for rent for a month. Look, any building where you can pay your rent and crack is a good place to live. But but yes, down the street. Oh, I really saw a drug deal going on down there when I was driving here. Oh, cool. Well, you know, exciting neighborhood. Yeah, but wouldn't you rather live in Delta City? I sure would. It looks so nice. And there are cyborg robot cop people. You know, it, it, it like Delta City kind of reminds me of um, what's the the George Romero one? It's not um, City of the Dead. No, it Land of the Dead. Land of the Dead. Where it's a shitty movie, but like all the rich people live in like the really the high rise buildings, Emerald and they're Green. like in complete denial about how everything is down in the the ground level where yeah. the zombies are attacking and stuff. It's Pittsburgh, by the way, which I think is <laughs> the best part of that whole movie is the fact that, that the saving grace of humanity right. is Pittsburgh. Like Delta <laughs> City is just this, it's like this epitome of the gentrified neighborhood where you can just live in your nice like 21st century tower or whatever and then like everybody below the highway under the overpass or whatever, you don't have to like think about them really. Well, that's, a, that's another great thing that why I wish they would not to remake it again, but it would be kind of cool to see another RoboCop take on gentrification like they did in the 80s one, which is like in the 80s. He does like, that again in the third one. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, the third one. That's all... the evil Japanese company comes in and buys OCP, and then they're like, we want to build the Delta City thing still. And, yeah. You know, it's going to kick one. out all these people using private security. Oh, uh, RoboCop, we want to build you Dauchu City. Right, and then RoboCop like makes peace with them at the end, and they're honorable and stuff. But yeah, <laughs> Very racist so, movie. RoboCop right. <laughs> makes the yellow man bend the knee to him. He has a jetpack. <laughs> oh, where did he get the jetpack? Well, because like, because like in in RoboCop, the gentrification is big skyscrapers, large glass buildings, you know, modern new, you know, downtown kind of feeling. Whereas today, gentrification is artistic, bohemian bookshops inside exposed brick, you know, buildings. Like it's 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 it'd be interesting to kind of take that viewpoint in a new version, like how robust yeah. I mean, it's taking everything that's good about city living and just like excising the the shitty elements. I guess yeah. Whereas Delta what, City's like, yeah. no, no, we're just going to level it and build it from a new. Yeah. We're not going to even try to make make it seem like. But that's new. the '80s, though. I know. I yeah, love they're, it. They're I doing it. Yeah, so if they remade it now, Robocop will be punching, you know, the hipster taco dude. Yeah. It'd be awesome. Well, <laughs> yeah. If there were a Robocop movie about him going insane and just murdering like all of the OTR hipsters, I'd watch it. Well, he does go a little insane in the second one because they upload him with like all those different directives. So he like shoots the, the guy's cigarette out of his mouth for smoking or whatever. The, the committee directives to. Yeah. Thank you for not smoking. <laughs> To well, enforce like all the additional yeah. laws. Yeah, the, it's like the we, product like group think that happens in like the typical company or whatever. <laughs> it's just and it's so funny because like they're applying it to a, a human being or something that used to be a human being. <laughs> well, you mentioned RoboCop walking down and killing all the OTR hipsters. It's just kind of funny that OCP and 3DC 
you know, like to. Never mind. I know where I was going with that. Sorry. <laughs> I had a I had original like train of thought for that one, but. But I think three the, letter acronyms. Yeah, three letter acronyms always mean evilness or something. I don't know. Delta City is like it's the 1980s version of what a new city would look like. In the it's like when Star Trek tries to predict things that happened already. Mm-hmm. It's literally that in that episode of Star Trek, the Cloud Minders, the city in the clouds with like the giant like you know um, silo buildings that look. You've seen this episode where oh, like yeah. the, the troglodytes live in the caves and so it looks exactly like that. Like the concept for Delta City looks like. Well, that. even the name Delta City, like I can't think of a single American city that has a name on the same level as Delta City. Like it's always named after somebody, something, you know. Delta, like that is such a metallic glass, no soul left inside. It's corporate though. Yeah, that's what's. That's another great thing about this movie though. It's another like thing that he just like relentlessly pokes fun at is how like completely soul deprived and like empty shell people everybody is. Mm -hmm. Like, and you get like RoboCop who's literally a machine, but he has more humanity than like the people who run the company. It's which is it's just really funny to watch that because they're bitching about how like oh yeah this guy just got murdered in a meeting but it's just a glitch. We're gonna work it out in the beta test or whatever. Yeah, and, it, and along with walking on stairs, it's like yes. <laughs> like, uh, what did you guys think about the, all the stop motion? Did not hold up. <laughs> it's still like it, I I rem- actually remember the stop motion from when I was younger, and like that was the last time I saw it. Like you know, probably, probably elementary school then. time or something. And I remember looking crappy then, and I like watch it now. I'm like, when they first revealed ED two oh nine whatever, it was a. Uh, that wasn't stop motion, was it? It like looked decent. That was stop motion. Okay, like yeah. for some reason when they first introduced it, it looked okay, and then it degraded very quickly. In the next scene, they showed him in like when he's chasing RoboCop down the stairs and it falls down the stairs. Yeah, yeah when he's like you know putting his toe in the water of the stairs and it's like, oh, am I gonna do it? Am I gonna do it? Ah. He like makes squealing pig noises and shit. It's just like really weird and strange. Well, what's funny is that, like, in the third one, whereas the stop motion, well, not stop motion, but like, the CG is still not as good. Like, the stop motion almost looks better in the first one than the CG in the third one. Yeah, they should have just stuck with the stop motion, I think, yeah. because it's it's not hard it's not hard to get over it, because it, does, it doesn't hold up. You guys are right. Mm-hmm. It's not hard to get over it and just, like, appreciate the movie beyond that, but I don't know. I thought... Um, I always thought, what's his name? Peter Weller did a really good performance as RoboCop. Like, the way he Dr. moves. Peter Weller. Dr. Peter Weller, yeah. professor of history at Syracuse University. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Okay. Roman, uh, Roman architecture. Roman architecture. Yeah. He does a really great job of acting and moving how a um, cyborg would move, I think. Somebody who's, like, a big, bulky cyborg. Like, the way he moves and, like, he turns his torso before he, like, turns his head and everything. Yeah. And, it's great. Like it, 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 it's it, it's done like the robotics, like what that is what we expected robots to be yeah. like. You know, whereas now we have more like Osimo and those. It actually kind of reminds me of Osimo, like not uh, it's not as fluid as that, but it's like the same kind of movements. It's like very deliberate and stuff versus like what Schwarzenegger said he did uh, when he did the Terminator. It was like very like human, but 
Cold. Cold. Yeah. Like, you know, he would always make sure he had his head turned and, like, the eyes, he would move his eyes before he started moving his head because that's what he said, like, a killer machine would be doing. Mm-hmm. It's more efficient to look for the target. Whereas it makes sense to me that Robocop moves like a, just like a blockhead, basically, yeah. because. <laughs> well, can we talk about, like, the, the theme music? Because I think the Robocop theme stands up next to, like, the Terminator theme as like so memorable like once you hear it you're like you know exactly there's no way of covering that up you know exactly where that is like like kind of the the false um the false honorable theme like saying like you know like we're the police force we're gonna you know robocop is the the good the good guy he's taking care of crime yeah that's well it's just like i i just love that you know that that, 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 that just that it's such a great Sound and it really epitomizes like a guy robot going around killing people. I don't know. It just it's that perfect movie theme that really just captures what RoboCop stands. I can't think of the RoboCop theme right now. Really? Yeah. I don't think it's it's, going nuts in my head. Really not as I don't find it as iconic as some of some other stuff. But really, I do think it works pretty well in the movie. Like giving. I don't know because it again it's a satire, so it's like kind of like. I don't know how to describe it, but they play it. They play it so much more often in the 2014 one that it becomes more of a theme song. Whereas in the first one, it's more like just part of the, the soundtrack. You know, it's it's not like I, if I remember correctly in 2014, like pretty much every time he moves, the song starts to play. Like when he's in his RoboCop, he's like on the bike and everything. I do like too that this movie is less than two hours long. It is it's a big plus because is it ninety minutes? It's minutes? like a hundred minutes or something. Yeah, like that. Okay. So it, it tells the story it needs to tell, which right. is the cop. It's a very, it's a very lean movie. The thing I really appreciate <laughs> since we're on this is the ending is just so <laughs> done. It's just like we shot the guy, we're done. Credits roll. Like there's no you know parade. There's no medal ceremony. There's no like. Porgs hopping up and down and shit. It's or like Robocop gets his medal with Chewbacca or something. Yeah, that sort of shit. It's just welded onto him. You're fired. I shoot him. We're done. Yeah. Just, I, I think that's a great, you're right. It's The ending is really great because it's hilarious. It's hilarious because he, he, he's got that fourth directive that present, prevents him from acting against OCP. And then the old man is like, you're dick, you're fired. And he's like, thank you. And just shoots him <laughs> out the window. And that's like he falls and he walks out of the room credits. And like, well, he says something. I think it's, it's really good where he says, uh, what's your name, son? And he says, Murphy, because that's it's good. Like he's come full circle. He was a human. Then he got turned into a soulless machine. And now he's like, he rediscovered who he was. So it's like, that's the end. It's good. Yeah. And it also works because you know that the old man, the guy, he's really responsible for everything that goes on at the company, but the the company never gets punished for anything. It's just Dick Jones. He's like also the, he's kind of the patsy in the end. Him and Red Foreman are the patsies. <laughs> Dick Jones, it's a movie, the OCP reminds me a lot of Die Hard. Dick Jones reminds me of Ellis in some ways. Oh, yeah, yeah. Except if Mr. Nakatomi were evil. Because the old man here is, I think he... He might have even told Dick what to do. Yeah. He like, finds an easy way to get rid of it. Like, everybody's corrupt. Everybody's soulless. It's just like the old man got to where he is because he's the best at playing the game and knows how to get other people to do his shit for him and without actually saying it. He's got, like, that 
I don't know, like the Ronald Reagan Teflon president thing, or like he's got the buffer, like the mafia guys have. Like nobody's going to trace it back to him because he can just say it with a wink and they kind of know what he wants. <laughs> well, bringing up Die Hard, it reminds me of um, both Die Hard and this shares a similar thing, which is the villain, when he falls, there's a mistake. In Die Hard, you see. Um, Snape. Yeah, Alan Rickman, Alan Rickman, Hans Gruber. Yeah, you see him fall, and it, you see his eye. He, he he's looking at the camera, and then his eyes just jerk open real quick, and that's because they had a mistake on what he was standing on. So he thought he was just going to stand back, and they were going to film the background moving, so it looked like he was falling. But instead, they actually just dropped him, and so he actually is surprised that he's falling because <laughs> he wasn't expecting that. Whereas in RoboCop, they somehow messed up the shot, so you can see the dummy's arms. And they're like well, it's two a, feet longer. It's than... a really bad green screen. I yeah. Know, no, yeah. No doubt about that. Yeah. Cox laying on his back just doing this. Yeah, like... but his arms, like if you look at a, like a still image, his arms are like four feet long. His legs are like, <laughs> like he looks like Gumby. Like he looks like Gumby falling off a building. And it, it's just. kind of works though. Just you know, like it totally the, does. The general cartoony it's... nature of this this movie. It's the only movie where like the Indian where someone, he says you're fired, he falls out the window. And then it's like laughter because everybody sees his huge googly arms, like you know, wacky, inflatable, inflatable corporate salesman. <laughs> Maybe the, that was the point. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's Paul Verhoeven. It's 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 one of his movies. It's going to be some deep deep stuff down there that you're going to think it's just not really there, but it really is there. Watching this movie too is like just the it's a it's interesting to watch it and compare it to like other movies from the '80s and like how they're all so transparently political and like if you watch like the Rambo movies, oh yeah, like it's all about America's so great, we're gonna kick ass, like we're gonna no, we're gonna go back and we're gonna fucking win Vietnam again and we're gonna get you Russians because we knew you guys were really behind it too, and then like the third one is just totally like a propaganda film. Where it says at the end, like dedicated to the gallant people of Afghanistan, because that mm-hmm. was when we were funding Osama bin Laden. And those oh yeah, guys. yeah, yeah. It says it, right. I think in the original theatrical cut, it was uh, dedicated to the Mujahideen. They actually called the Mujahideen, and then in the later releases, right. they changed it to the gallant fighters. But like movies like that, where America, you know, like everything is great. Every like always the good guys, always the doing the right thing and stuff, but then you get something like RoboCop where it's like peeling back like 10 layers on the onion and saying like, you know, there's something really kind of nasty underneath like all this great stuff on the outside, like the shining city on a hill. Like this is the shit that lives under it. So I, like, this is the shit propping it up. Like it's, you know, we like shitty stuff. We were, we like cheap shit. Um, I, this, this, I just remembered, like, I don't know, this is totally off on a tangent from what you're talking about. Maybe no, cheap ahead. shit or go something. Ahead. But, like, when they were in the corporate bathroom or whatever it was, like, I had, like, this horrible, like, pain of nostalgia from, like, this, you see the little shoe shiner thing with the blue and red <laughs> oh, thing? Yeah. <laughs> I remember my dad had one of those, and I'm like, holy shit, I haven't thought about that in ages. Yeah, my dad had one of those, too, and I saw it, and I was like, I remember, like, like, Going down there with my like little kid Nikes and like trying to buff it clean, it's like not working because they're not made for that. Yeah, <laughs> and just hearing that noise, and it, it looks like a little bomb uh, dropping button because it's just a little round ball on a stick with a giant red button. So of course every kid's gonna p- push it. 
Just another there. thing, though, in that movie that really demonstrates, like, wow, everybody in this movie has, like, really bad taste, mm-hmm. really it, very, very image-centric, not much substance, really. Remind me, who's the guy that uh, the gangster goes and he shows the DVD, or he goes to go murder the guy? And it's the DVD scene where he puts the DVD in vertically into his player. And it's the scene where he goes, bitches when he out. breaks into uh, the guy's house, the, the creator of RoboCop, the guy who heads up that program. What do, you, do you remember his name, though? Because, like, um, I uh, for don't. some reason, it's... But anyway, his but name no. is, like, Miguel Ferrer or something. Yeah, but you know the, uh, the scene I'm talking about, I think he right? just died, too, yeah. Yeah, he did, yeah. actually. Yeah, but the, uh, the scene I'm talking about is, like, that is such an epitome of 80s technology in home theater. It's like this huge, gigantic audio column, and it's like, we're going to play a movie, and he just slides the DVD in vertically. And instead of having one big screen, there's like <laughs> seven little yeah, screens. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Ex- and there's still CRTs. Excess. Like, there's still CRTs. Right, it's excess. He has all this money. He works for all this money. He's, he's got, like, two bitches that he's hey, doing babe, cocaine you call with. Me? <laughs> he's, got, he's got seven TVs and all this other, like, just blatant, you know, soulless, like, filling all my soul with the, the, um, the TVs. But to go back to, like, what you're talking about comparing to other movies, the thing that kind of reminds me of in a, in a weird tangent is, did you guys ever see the Chuck Norris Delta Force movies? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So the one that takes place on the airline and the like, the terrorists take over and they like seclude the Jews away from the Gentiles and everything. Yeah, so that's the one where he shoots like a grenade out of his motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, the reason why it reminds me of that is because as they're separating the the airline or the people on the airplane, they discover the Navy guys. And the one Navy guy tries to stop them from separating, and the terrorist just beats the living hell out of him to the point where he's a bloody pulp and throws him out the plane. And just like it's just such a random little like, oh my god, over the top violence. And then you watch something about Robocop that came out about the same time period. And it's just like we're laughing at that over the top violence. And so that's why I miss about those action films, is how they would have some that the over top action actually gets to you, and then the other ones where it's like Haha, that guy died, you know. <laughs> well, that's that's really what I why I think it stands up so well is not because we've said it, you know, the special effects aren't great at all. They they look really bad now, but it holds up because I imagine people in 1987 going to watch this and there's some people, a lot of people who would just enjoy it because it's like, "Oh, robot police officer mm-hmm. and he kills the there's a good guy and a bad guy. He gets rid of the bad guys and like it was a fun movie, and then there's all this other stuff. If you want to like look a little deeper, it's there. It's a it's a classic. Yeah, I don't care what people say. It's a classic, which I think is what the 2014 one just like attempted to go for, but didn't get it because they just grounded it too much in um, like the techno reality. But I do understand. I really. I really like the armor or the armor, the, yeah, the the uniform of RoboCop in the new one. I think that was a really. Where they upgrade him to the black yeah. uniform or the suit or whatever because, like, that is appropriate because that is what some guy from Silicon Valley would do now. Well, not only that, but it just shows like how back then we thought of the cops as blue shirt, black pants, hat, coat. You know, like the fat donut cops, like the funny cops kind of material. 
And in 2014, all we discussed about is the militaristic of cops. So, of course, RoboCop has to be some badass Delta Force. See, there, another thing that RoboCop gets right, militarization of the police forces. Like, yeah. you don't need, like, armored Humvees and shit. You need a guy with, like, a gun that shoots three armor-piercing rounds every time you pull the trigger. Because all the cops <laughs> in RoboCop look like that generic cop stereotype. Of yeah. Just, like, you know, like... Overworked, it's overworked, beleaguered cops, and you know, straight from the acad, you know, burned out since the academy, you know, smoking has ring coffee stains on his collar for some reason. Like I just remember that one guy, they they zoom past like the office and you just see this huge brown stain on one of the guy's shirts. It's because the city's in trouble, Matt. You know, I yeah. know. It's just they work so hard. You know, back to blue. Back red, to blue. red, it's red. Foreman. Vacation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Red Foreman's really good in this. I like his performance. He kind of he, he's like. Uh, like that guy sad, is sadistic. such a great actor. Yeah, he's like he, is, he pulls off like sadistic glee in yeah. this movie very well, and I like how he walks into the corporation and everybody knows who he fucking is, but he just walks in like I got an appointment with Nick Jones, <laughs> and then is like propositioning the secretary before he goes in. I mean, it's just like he plays it with reckless abandon. <laughs> I love it. It's such a it's it's. Like, I, just hey, forgot I, got, how... I got me a sucks 9000 too. And then he's oh. like, hey, and blows up the guy's car. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it, oh, man. Like, like I was saying, like I got, I got, I turned it on on Friday. I started watching it. And just like, it's one of those movies that I've seen so often that I can just tell you what happens. But I still watch it because it's so captivating. You just want to, you just want to see that scene again. You just want to see the guy go, you know, help me and hear the guy scream as he's being pushed up against the brick wall because that scream is just like, oh, it's so bad for a gangster, tough gangster guy to have. It's like, a, ah, you know. He's like, get away from me. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so many good parts of that movie. Paul Verhoeven. I know. We're, we're beating a dead horse here because we all know because everybody's going to be like, of course I love the movie. So this, Paul Verhoeven. You know? In my opinion, though, like this movie is it's better than Starship Troopers, I think. But not by much. Like people, for some reason, just hated Starship Troopers when it came out, and I don't know why that was. I think because they didn't get the joke. Right. They actually thought that it was just like a military um, action movie. I love Starship Troopers. Yeah. In fact, I I really like the sequels of Starship Troopers. Like the off, like the they released one. I think it's like the third one where it's. Uh, it's the Starship Troopers are it's it's the old classic story of the of um, uh, the battle of um, El Satoum in Algeria where the British were kept inside a castle while the Algerians were fighting them and they basically had to give up their lives to keep the enemy from taking the next city. So in this one, they're all stuck in like a giant like castle on a bug planet and the bugs are just slowly like siege weaponing outside and it's this whole like talk of like there's no escape and we have to do stuff and it's just it's a really good story but it's in a like it's the third starship troopers movie or fourth starship troopers movie so no one saw it i only well, saw it because it was like direct to video or something. not even or, that or i saw like it on, on the one of sci-fi those... channel on like sunday afternoon oh. I wish it was on that. I found it on one of those Roku channels that comes pre-installed on your Roku device that you accidentally click when you mean to click Amazon or Netflix. 
And I was like, oh, there's a third one? Okay, I'll watch it, thinking that's going to last like 10 minutes. I watched the whole thing. But in Starship Troopers, isn't one of the things where they go to the planet to rescue the people is that like they're space Mormons or something who have set up a colony? Port, in this... uh, port whatever. Can't remember. They're religious nuts yeah. who have set up a colony on this planet. On the I think it's the planet. same thing in the third but one. It's I, a... Yeah, I don't think people understood that kind of message where like, they, he was actually saying, like, oh, yeah, these people just they basically set up a colony on the bugs planet without asking mm-hmm. or checking it out so the bugs probably think they're being aggressive and invading them that's always the yeah. question of who bombed who first like is the are we the i think it's pretty clearly implied that they kind of staged the whole thing or made it up or something that yeah or they started the war i think that they started the, the war and then they let the asteroid come through the defense grid on purpose it's just like that um that that if you guys have ever read that other novel, um, the Forever War. Uh, I, I haven't read it, but I've heard about but the, it. But it's another like Starship Troopers kind of thing, but it has a lot to do with like the time dilation from traveling in space. Mm-hmm. And so this war goes on for like hundreds of years, but the the guy who's in it only ages a little bit because of like he's traveling in space the whole time, and. They started the war with the alien race and that one too, and it was like to give everybody on Earth something to do. I, I hate to turn this into a Starship yeah. Troopers thing, but with one more thing I want to mention. Uh, the thing that always gets me about that movie, and I don't know if I'm just overthinking things, but Paul Verhoeven has this weird concept of how the future or how people interact and how peace is brought upon nations. Because in Starship Troopers, you have a very Germanic white guy born from two very Germanic-looking white parents, but he's born in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Like, like I, don't it, think, it, I don't think that's... It's not a racial thing. It's more just like a function of, like, you know, there's, like, one world government and everybody just lives... I know, but that's what's so great about it. Yeah. It's, like, Rio de... Like, out of all the cities, he chose Rio de Janeiro because it's, like, the most not going to... You wouldn't work. expect him to be there. Yeah. yeah, you wouldn't expect that to be there. So, but I overthink everything. That's a problem I have. <laughs> yeah, he could have picked Beijing or something. He, he would have in the remake. Like if they remake Starship Troopers, I bet you right, the they, main character will Chinese be Chinese finance. Right. That's yeah. No, there's Chinese pilots, but the hero is still a white guy from Beijing. Like that's just how. It, it, I'm sorry. That's just how it's going to be because that's how Hollywood it's Matt works. Matt Damon or somebody. Yeah, I predict lots of speed up, slow down, and at least an hour spent in uh, the academy. Oh yeah, at least an oh, hour yeah. spent in the academy. I still remember that was one of the best scenes when I was in like middle school or high school. Is like the shower scene because you're like boobs, like it's just like just straight out. Like it's not even, but like in some movies, like they show yeah, the lace on the side. It's literally they start like that's the first thing you see in the shower scene of that movie. Like straight to the point. Like this is what you came for. It's action, boobs, explosions, dead bugs. I gotcha. came to see Mr. Krabs throw a knife through Jake Busey's hand, but let's just make Wait, it. what? Mr. Krabs? The drill sergeant. Yeah. Mr. Krabs. From SpongeBob? The voice, yeah. Holy shit, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. And he's also... I mean, the, I knew uh, Jake Busey. I got that. Like, I totally got that. He's but also like, the, the Kurgan in Highlander. Yeah, Clancy Brown. You're going to watch those movies much differently. Yeah, no, no. Like, this is going to be a whole new, like... It's like now, it's like, what are we fighting for? The secret of the Krabby Patty. So I was waiting for Mr. Krabs to throw the knife in SpongeBob's hand when he's being annoying. Like a throwback. He just like pulls another arm. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, he starts eating them. <laughs> There's uh, one where he's like, I don't know, his arms keep coming into a popcorn bucket, and he. Oh, yeah. I actually think I know what you're talking about. What else is there to say? I don't think, you know, just sum it up. Robocop's a really great movie. And if oh, you haven't seen watch it, it, watch it. Justin, like, memory retention quiz for you. I do love how we always pick 85. What are the three directives Robocop's programmed with? Don't kill the director. That's the fourth directive. That's the fourth directive, which is secret. Do I get, like, bonus points just ahead of time for that? <laughs> you get a bonus point for the fourth directive. Okay. Um... The first directive is stop crime. It's like protect the public. Well, I mean, wouldn't... Something, I don't even remember. At what point does, like, a criminal become not public? I mean, that's not a very good, like, first directive. I don't remember any of them either. I just know some generic stuff about, like, protect and serve. It's like like the, the Asimov's three laws just would, like, public and, you know, OCP (laughs) dropped in (laughs) places. Okay. Okay. I mean, we all failed the quiz. Anyway. I don't even remember those being stated. It's the serve the public trust, protect the innocent, uphold the law. And then the fourth classified in RoboCop 3 never, which has changed, it's never opposed an OCP officer. Later deleted. So, yeah. Again, it's not clear when a public becomes, like, you can say a criminal is part of the general public. Like, I mean, they are still a are, citizen. Are, are you talking about the Detroit public or Delta City public? Are you talking about the public as I, I'm just saying they're not good laws for a robo-cop. A robo-cop? Yes. And also, is it kind of... Not just a robot. A robot isn't it a, uh, a little um, redundant? Like, serve the public trust, protect the innocent? Uphold the law? Aren't those like, is it upholding the law? The supporting the public trust? Very similar. And then the EPA third one about law is, yeah, it's a little different, but the first two are. Yeah, the first two, definitely. Whatever. Anyway. That's the point across. You don't think about it too much. Don't think about it too much. Just enjoy uh, Syracuse history professors shooting people and then watch the History Channel Engineering and Empire episodes with them. I love those. I had them on VHS back when I was a kid. And you'll appreciate them in a whole new context. Also, if you're up for it, see the third one and try to figure out what, uh, see, just see how awful of a change they made from Peter Weller to not Peter Weller. Yeah, that guy sucks. <laughs> like, it's so, it's, it's, it's like, He's I'm amazed that do, Peter Weller didn't sue them for yeah. just like copyright of his face. He's trying to do a Peter Weller impression the whole movie, and it it doesn't work at all. It just he looks, it sounds cheesy. Yeah, but go see the first one, and remember the three directives. Fifth directive: Listen next week. Yep.